Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hadley and welcome to another edition of the Viewfinder podcast. Today, I'm speaking with television producer and ex-visual effects supervisor, Ivan Hayden, who as the CEO of independent production company, Frostbite Pictures, has helped to bring viewers acclaimed sci-fi horror series like Divine the Series, which co-stars Supernatural's Misha Collins, plus Demon X, After, and The Last Fall of Ashes. Hayden's latest venture, which we'll be talking about today, is the new mobile video distribution platform 16up, which is already available on Instagram and Facebook. The links to both pages, as well as the 16up's official website, are in the notes for this week's show. 16up is designed to accomplish two important purposes. One, helping filmmakers and brands connect through producing short and effective content all shot vertically, as opposed to the traditional horizontal visual presentation that viewers are accustomed to seeing. And two, offering 16UP's partners ways to maximize audience share and profit through social distribution. Hayden joins me now on the Viewfinder podcast to talk about all those aspects of 16UP, as well as the entertaining content that viewers can expect to see on the platform. Ivan, welcome to the show, and it's great to have you on. Hey, thanks, Chris. Nice to be here. You're very welcome. Great to have you. So what's the overall mission of 16UP and how can filmmakers submit their work to it? Uh, the, overall, the overall mission really is to break down the barriers facing emerging content and emerging, emerging content creators, uh, really. Um, and you can message us on Facebook uh, at 16up.tv. Uh, DM us directly on Instagram at 16 underscore up or go to our website at www.16up.tv. Besides you, who else is involved in 16up, including the filmmakers who have contributed their work to the channel? Uh, okay, well, there's a, there's a lot actually. Uh, uh, filmmakers, there's, I'll, I'll go through a few of them and sort of move on a little bit. There's uh, Miguel Quintero, Juan Turoco, uh, Tom Tanesco, Barry Mann, Jesse Young, Carrie Fian, Marcus Allen, Jason Fisher, Andy Levine, Kirk Jakes, uh, yeah, it, it goes on and on and on. Um, uh, for the production companies, there's Beyond Boundary Productions, uh, Luna Creatives, Studio 104 Entertainment, uh, Frostbite Pictures, all making uh, web series and, and uh, lower budget indie content. Uh, we're connecting and partnering with festivals. Currently, we're working with Santa Monica Web Fest, who's opening up a vertical uh, video category, uh, and also working with Verta Films out of Prague. Um, we also work with brands uh, who provide product um, for our filmmakers and aid in the in the promotion of the films. Some of those being the John Class the John Casablanca Institute, uh, School of Fashion, Makeup, uh, and Beauty, uh, Sweet Leilani Cosmetics, uh, Redavid Hair, um, Public Myth Clothing, Katanica USA, Golden Fox Boots USA, uh, uh, Strike Movement Activewear. G-Shock watches uh, and, and a bunch more, but that's kind of uh, a, a big broad strokes of, of the people that are taking part. And in terms of the individual filmmakers, what projects can we see from them on 16UP? Uh, on 16UP, you can see, uh, well, uh, there's, two, there's two places to see. 16UP, uh, the Instagram channel is the vertical video space. Uh, we have less content there as we're still trying to get filmmakers to start shooting vertical content. You're going to start to see a few more films coming out this year uh, and some more coming out in Q1 of next year. 
16 up Facebook is the place where we put um, filmmakers, horizontal films that, you know, once they've done with the web fest, if they don't get picked up and they're not doing things, they sort of, they're sitting there to be watched. So you can see uh, Frostbite Pictures, Divine, uh, After, Last Fall of Ashes. You can see Miguel Quintero has uh, three films, Indie Fix. Um, uh, he's got a vertical video film coming out called uh, The Babylicious Blog that will be on uh, Instagram. You can see Tom Tonesco's Quick Suitors, a uh, horizontal film on the Facebook page. Um, and there is a Beyond Boundaries uh, vertical film that's going to be coming. Actually, they shot it both vertically and horizontally. So they should sort of in the old Quibi format, uh, shooting it horizontally and then framing specific shots to be vertically and extracting a vertical framing from the, the horizontal as well. Uh, both of those, it's called uh, Hashtag Trill Movie. The vertical will be coming out on Instagram first, uh, followed by a release of the horizontal version of that film on Instagram so that we can all sort of see the analytics and, and see what grows from there. You mentioned Quibi, which of course failed spectacularly, and that has been in the headlines as of late because of that. Why do you think 16 Up will succeed? Where do you think 16 Up will succeed where Quibi has failed in terms of mobile entertainment? Well, I, I think um, Quibi, uh, I mean, they're, they're certainly more established uh, and, and better heads than I. Uh, Jeff Katzenberg, you know, was able to get $1.3 billion of investment funds, and I'm paying for this myself currently as a, as a business venture. Um, but I think that they failed for, for uh, a number of reasons, um, one of them being that uh, they, they targeted their demographic to sort of be the 30 and up range and maybe that wasn't what they thought they were doing in their in their mission but certainly by uh getting sam raimi and tyra banks and and that sort of thing uh and spending the money that's required to get that kind of content going um that that's that doesn't like i look at my nephews i, I look at uh the young kids coming into film uh, my, my tv films um uh, on set they don't really care uh about about those people. And when they're watching content um, uh, on their phones, they care more about what they're watching than, than who's in it per se. So by going with those bigger names, they're setting themselves into an older demographic. And while um, you know, they may have been very, very, very successful, COVID didn't do them any, any service because uh, the demographic of you know, 30 and up, they're not going to watch content on their phone when they're sitting at home with COVID and they're locked away. They might watch it on a computer, but they're probably not going to sit and watch it on their phone. They're going to watch their movies on, on TV or on their computer and be poking around on social media on their phones. So perhaps Quibi would have uh, had a better, better go of it if uh, in the model that they put out, if they, if COVID hadn't happened, um, you know, if, if we were out and we were working and we were waiting for the bus and we were waiting in line at the bank and we were doing that sort of thing, then perhaps we would have done it. Um, also the lower than 30 crowd probably isn't going to pay even $5 a month for a mobile subscription thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't have their analytics. I'm sort of looking at it as a, uh, a space that's sitting out here. Where would will sixteen up be successful then that they that they aren't? Um, well, there's no uh, we're not looking at charging a subscription fee. 
So it's low, lowering the barriers that face uh, independent and independent content creators. And one of those barriers is putting it behind a paywall or expecting people to have to click away from where you're promoting it to go and watch it and then come back and start talking about it. Put it all in the same space. Our content will live in the same place that you are consuming it, in the same place, place that you are promoting it, in the same place that you are promoting your brand, and in the same place that your peers and potential future uh, employers and revenue stream for your content are doing the same thing, building their brands. And in terms of the demographics, which audiences are you hoping to attract with the offerings seen on 16 Up? Uh, well, there's really, there's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a threefold thing from a corporate, uh, a corporate plan. Uh, number one, obviously is beginner to in intermediate filmmakers and filmmaking talent. Um, uh, we need to get, uh, content onto, onto our shows or onto our platform. Um, we're looking for startup and mid-sized brands, mid brands, looking for uh, low cost um, and low risk uh, to put product uh, placement and take advantage of product placement for their brands. And then obviously we're looking for viewers and consumers who are looking to discover new talent um, and underground film. How will viewers ultimately benefit from checking out and sharing through social media, the content that's been seen on 16 Up? Uh, well, they get to discover uh, their future fandoms uh, in a zero, uh, you know, barrier for entry environment. There's no fees. There's no ads. It's it's just there. Um, it's direct to uh, direct to content creator, um, connected to the people making the films um, and the brands that are helping making them possible. Um, it lets them take part in the actual creation of the content and supporting its content and uh, its continuance. A key pillar of 16 Up is its reliance on what you call social distribution. Discuss what that means in general terms and in how it will work with 16 Up. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Uh, uh, it, it's a bit of a rabbit hole thing because just like there's, uh, there, there's three different um, uh, target audiences I'm going after for this. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a rabbit hole to talk about all of them, but uh, social distribution is predicated on the fact that everyone uh, and every film is a brand uh, and everybody involved in the making of the film is a brand that needs to increase um, their visibility and uh, increase greater discoverability. Um, filmmakers, uh, you know, one of the things that I say to filmmakers is you need to start looking at your social media as your connected and integrated film resume. Uh, from the PA to the director, to the actor, to the supplier uh, and the service providers, uh, it's, it's time to start looking at films as something that um, isn't something that you are promoting, but something that is promoting you. Um, and everyone in every brand involved um, is socially posting their involvement as a, show, show, the, as a showcase of uh, what they do. Um, and in doing that, you, you viralize the content um, in a micro level. You know, uh, unlike Hollywood, we're not trying to control the flow of information and not let people share what's going on on set. Um, we require it. Uh, not, nothing sacred uh, on 16 Up, uh, as long as the 16 Up tagging and hashtagging rules are followed. Um, uh, I work with with filmmakers, you know, to to present their package, you know, and, and it starts with uh, what is your cast and crew list? Um, what are your Instagram accounts and how many followers do each of your accounts have? So if you think about it, that there is a 
you know, maybe maybe a team of eight cast and crew, and let's say they each have uh, 100 followers. Uh, if they're all posting what they do on the film, from the PA to the director to everybody, then it's not just the filmmaker that's pushing the film. You have 800 viewers uh, or potential viewers automatically uh, aware of and ready to watch the film. And then by putting it on Instagram and Facebook, you're, you're removing barriers. Um, you're not asking people to click away and go over to YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. Um, socialized content is putting content in the same place that it is being promoted, in the same place that is being consumed, in the same place that your future bosses and potential revenue streams are promoting their brands. Um, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's socially connected um, so that you have access to the following instead of starting all over. Because when you start with um, your film, you know, one of the problems that place, face filmmakers is that you, you, you spend all your time and resources into making a single film. Um, and then it can take six months, a year, two years or something like that to come back and make your next one. And you have to start from ground one, like ground zero, start all over again, build those fans, re-engage them, getting them back. And on 16 and a half, if we get uh, your film, will be helping retain the eyeballs for my film while I make my next one. My next one will help retain the eyeballs for your film when you make your next one. And, you know, the rising tide floats all boats, as it were. Part of that engagement, of course, is extra content, like behind the scenes, set photos, little short videos from the set. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's what I talk about when we're talking about building your brand. Um, one of the things, uh, my, my day job is that uh, I'm a television producer and I make TVs for broadcast uh, television. And on every show, there will be a PA that will, hey, I took a picture. Is it okay if I posted a view? It doesn't have the set. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. Uh, but can I have your, your, you know, can I post it and tag you? And I'm sure here's my, here's my social media. Um, when I back, I mean, you talked about me being an ex-visual effects person. When I was doing visual effects, people are always sort of asking me, how do I get into visual effects? And I always said, look, it's, you've already started uh, by getting in touch with me. Um, when I need someone in visual effects, I need them now. So it's the last person that I talked to who was qualified and interested. I'm going to give them a shot. We're going to go do it. But the key is to do it in a way that keeps you on the top of my list without being annoying. So, you know, when the PAs are taking a picture of me and they're tagging me in social media, uh, it's funny, the majority of the filmmakers or the young kids on set that I see, their social media accounts are just them partying and doing whatever. But every now and then there's, there's a kid that's a filmmaker and I see all of the behind the scenes stuff that they're doing and I'm watching them and Facebook or Instagram, either one of them are doing the job of keeping in touch and keeping me aware of what's going on in their, in their futures without them being annoying. So when they do reach out to me or I do have an opportunity or there is a place or an avenue for me to do something, I can connect those people with it. And it's right here on Instagram. Go, oh, look, here's their following. Here's the cool things that they've done. Look what they're doing. And it's content that engages their following. You know, there's nobody more invested in, uh, in the, the future of what someone is doing on Instagram then before they pop and make it big, it's their friends and family. They're all active, they're all engaged, they're all actually going to do stuff to help help promote what their people are doing. So it's time to start using that to, to filmmakers' benefit and potential. Discuss the ways that you're working with filmmakers to not just monetize, but also boost awareness of their content up through social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook and specifically hashtags like vertical films. 
Um, well, I'm I'm not. I guess, I guess that's another thing that's sort of difference between me and, and the Quibi and the rest. Of it. I'm I'm not actually working to monetize the content exactly. Um, emerging filmmakers need production budgets, right, um, to allow them to continue their stories uh, and get better production values to make Hollywood take notice until they get to that next step in their career. Um, and they need help getting discovered, uh, which is why I'm doing it on Instagram and, and Facebook is inst influencer marketing is the biggest thing in marketing right now. Um, basically, it's a, it's a company. I have a brand. I have something. I want to give it to an influencer who has a certain amount of a following. And by them posting a picture on their Instagram page, I get access to their social network and their social, social reach. Uh, so my goal is to create a space where I connect filmmakers uh, and filmmaking talent to brands uh, and production services or product services, as the case may be, that will increase their following, uh, lower their production budgets, um, and create an opportunity for revenue generation. And it's sort of the idea that if, if 100 filmmakers can get 1,000 viewers to one place, there's 100,000 potential eyeballs to leverage for their filmmaking brands. So an influencer, I mean, I, I don't know about like New York or LA or Toronto or something like that, but like if you're in Vancouver, Canada, which is where I'm based, uh, if you have 100,000 followers on Instagram, you're charging sort of between minimum of 500 to 1,000 or more dollars per still frame. Um, so what we're talking about is 23.98 frames in a video second um, of product placement uh, and product placement in a video um, allows, especially because we start... Um, posting social media, uh, the buzz, the behind the scenes and the making of stuff from the day one of production, um, uh, product placement in our socialized content distribution model actually engages the product placement company in the social buzz and generation of the film because they're on Instagram, they're able to post and repost and post to their stories and show what people are doing and they get beyond just an individual influencer's social reach, but on that sort of micro level, you get to get to, you know, eight social networks that have 100 followers each or 1,000 followers or 10,000 followers or whatever that is. So that's that's the goal that where we go and the hashtagging and the tagging protocols like hashtagging vertical films, uh, hashtag 16 up, hashtag indie strong, all of those hashtags uh, by following the tagging and hashtagging protocols uh, ensure that everybody is, uh, is, is aware of a post that pertains to them that they can then post on their social media um, to take advantage of the buzz that's going around with it. So yeah, my goal ultimately is to, to generate uh, production budgets. Um, I think that the, you know, the idea that you're gonna get a dollar for every set of eyeballs that looks at your film um, from a, a emerging to you know beginner to intermediate um, level space is is kind of antiquated and I don't think that that um, is going to be the only um, way that the the future of the business evolves yeah. you mentioned brand building and branded content those are two critical components of 16 up as well as partnering brands with filmmakers who put their work on the channel what are the current, what's the current status of those partnerships and how will brand partnerships work within the framework of the content scene on 16? Well, it, it goes, it goes uh, in, in many different sort of avenues. Um, really, the brand partnerships are also for startup to, to mid-sized companies. Like I don't think a Nike really is going to care about 
emerging filmmaking. They're only going to care about the Tyra Bankses and, and you know, the big, you know, 1 million, 10 million follower type person. That's, that's the size that they are. But from a smaller level, uh, it, it really just comes down to getting into the active and micro level of, of accounts. So what we, you know, when, when you look at it, if you have, you know, if you're a filmmaker and you have costumes, makeup, hair products, uh, the crew needs to be fed, you have technical gear, uh, you need cleaning service, you need painting service, whatever it is, um, it helps lower the production budget of the film. Your, your, your filmmakers, it costs a certain amount of time, whether it's favors, it's in-kind services, or it's an actual dollar spent for what they're doing in indie film. Um, brands putting forward their product and helping them promote is the most valuable thing for emerging filmmakers. It lowers their production value and it increases their visibility. So the clothing company puts their clothes on the actor. The actor, you know, is posting themselves in, in, in the photo. The director is posting themselves talking to the actor in the costumes. The PA on set is taking a picture of themselves with the director, with the actor, with the costumes, and everybody sort of gets to mesh and, and blend, um, blend the... Uh, reach into the social social media networks. Everybody, when we talk about indie film and, and the the resources being one of our big problems, um, generating enough uh, promotional material for your 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 push, your promotion, your marketing campaign, whatever, is huge. But by allowing everybody on set and everybody involved to generate the film, everybody gets to take advantage and maximize the amount of promotional push because I didn't have to take a picture as the filmmaker of the actor in the costume. I just get to repost it. My everybody involved in the film is, is using everybody else's involvement to increase their reach and they don't have to go out and pay the photographer to take the picture. They don't have to clean it. They don't have to tag it. It's, it's, it's shared resources and shared promotional spaces in the long term. Like I said, you know, my, my goal is that um, once we've got the analytics, once we've got filmmakers that are proving that they can make content in the space and deliver it to brands that uh, 16 up and me as a, as a television producer who will be helping you know, ensure that these films get done, that we will get um, dollars, not just product and promotional support um, um, from doing this. So we can actually generate production budgets for these films. And as I said, that's not really the monetizing the, the content, meaning the idea that we'll be getting residuals in all perpetuity. That's, that's once you're big and you're set up. Right now, if you're an indie filmmaker, what you need to do is practice your craft, hone your skills and build your brand. And if we can get um, uh, support and help with the resources, whether it's not having to buy or rent or beg, borrow and steal costumes, uh, if it's not having to get, specifically in times of COVID, makeup teams have to have new makeup for every person. And that's an expense. I mean, makeup is expensive. So you know, Sweet Leilani has been great in helping us do things. Um, if you have a product or a service, um, you know, uh, John Casablanca Institute has been helping us uh, get really good makeup and hair people for, for the local um, uh, filmmakers. So, you know, they're getting top quality, um, film, you know, trained 
um, estheticians, I guess. I'm not sure what the actual term for makeup person is, but uh, they're getting top quality people to come out and and up the production value of their short films, as opposed to just getting the makeup, you know, the, the actor or actress to do their own makeup on set. You've actually got someone who's there to try to build their filmmaking brand, doing makeup, professional level makeup, professional level hair. And they're getting to use professional grade um, cosmetics. And we, David Hare, gave us a hair product for um, for my short 16 uh, or Scales of Justice that's on 16 Up um, Instagram account. And it's it's really cool to see. I mean, it's it's it works. Um, it's I'm still just building the analytics, and that's the big thing that I need to do is prove that the space exists. And and yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And all the productions that are currently filming for 16 Up, they're working within COVID-19 protocols, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, that's one of the things. Part of, you know, 16 Up is, is I'm educating um, young filmmakers on things. Like, I, I do things, like, I make them um, have deliverables. I make them, uh, you know, learn a bit of the space about how they're doing things. And for independent filmmakers you it, it's even more important that they follow the protocols when they're when they're doing film and the rest of it even though we may not have a big budget we, you know it might be indie film it might be guerrilla film it might be anything it's even more important for them to, to be careful with what they're doing because it's social media if if people are seeing these people being foolish or not taking care of what they're doing or anything it's damaging to them socially and professionally you know like like going back to that conversation about you know the PAs that I see see doing films um, on set where I'm right now I'm thinking wow that's really cool look at what they're doing if I saw them being foolish or unsafe or something like that I'd be going you know you're not someone I want to work with and that said the brands wouldn't want to do it so everybody in a connected social space it makes you be a little bit more aware about what you're doing you have to be a little bit more careful top to bottom because when you're talking about brands and everybody is a brand everybody is taking special extra special care with everybody else's brand it's a much more communal space so i find that the filmmakers actually sometimes are going you know a little bit into into uh hyper safety awareness but it's good it's good to see um it's good to see people taking taking the world seriously and taking their profession seriously and in what ways will 16 ups interface specifically the hosting of video content and a vertical window help to benefit filmmakers while motivating them to shoot their projects vertically? First of all, when it comes down to vertical, um, uh, it, it's an untapped market, right? So, so when you're talking, there, I don't want to say untapped, there are people that are doing it, but the vast, the vast majority of filmmakers are not making um, scripted content in a vertical framing. So, I mean, it's always easier to stand out in a crowd when there isn't a crowd, right? Uh, and for filmmakers, when we make our films, what, what are we looking for? We're looking, obviously, people want to get discovered, they want to get ahead, they want to do stuff. But going back to the basics, you're, you're creating credibility for your product. You're showing, you're showcasing your work, your skills and what you can do. You're inviting the audience along with you as you develop Practice your craft, hone your skills, and build your brand. Your people will get to see you evolve as a storyteller, as a filmmaker, um, uh, as 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 all of those pieces. And it's um, it's an invaluable space uh, in in the vertical uh, context of things because when you're looking for that credibility, and in and right now when there isn't a lot of competition. Um, it's easier to win the laurels. It's easier to get the accolades. It's easier for people to, to make that thing that sort of people go, wow, that's really cool. It's a shorter form content. 
uh, it's low barrier to entry, higher discoverability, greater potential potential for growth. And what we're talking about in the vertical space and doing it with our way is a win for one is a win for all. So um, how does the vertical space benefit people? Um, you know, it, it's a place that is shorter form. So not having to make, you know, a horizontal 22 minute, half hour, 45 minute, whatever film project that you're making, do shorter form content more often to showcase what you do while you're making your horizontal films that you're hopefully going to, to springboard you into the Hollywood space. And this content that's currently up on 16 up that pretty much runs no longer than two to three minutes, right? Uh, well, there's, again, there's the two on 16 up, uh, on the, on the Instagram space, Instagram IGTV is a minimum of one minute and a maximum of 10 minutes. Uh, we're trying to get the filmmakers to come into that sort of sweet spot, which is three to five minutes maximum. Um, telling one minute story is awesome. Um, and, and, but a three to five minute engaging story, as far as building your brand and showcasing what you can do as a filmmaker is sort of what we think is, is, is going to be the sweet spot that would make, uh, Hollywood people sort of look at you and go, okay, look they they can actually craft a, a finely tuned scene and, and, and tell a really good story in a short format and, and make most of production values and angles and that sort of thing. So three to five minutes is the sweet spot for, for the vertical content. Uh, and if you have a horizontal film that you've run through the festival circuit and didn't get picked up or didn't leverage uh, for some for something that's going on, putting it onto the 16 up Facebook page is, is um, um, you know, using it to help build your brand so that when you do your short form uh, vertical films, you can start activating that following to push people to your Instagram account. And then once your Instagram account has grown to a certain level where you have enough followers, then you can educate or activate that film following um, or Instagram following towards your next film. What do you feel sets 16 up apart from other platforms who present original video content? Well, I guess it, there's, it, it's that we're indie, you know, um, it's all for one, it's one for all. So like I said earlier, the rising tide floats all boats. A win for one is a win for everybody. And, um, you know, we're, if, if, like, if an actor, for example, films themselves um, learning the lines to your short vertical film and post it on their Instagram account, because nothing's sacred. When we say you start socially promoting on day one of production, you do. Like everybody can post anything that they want. Nothing's sacred. We're not Hollywood where you're trying to control the flow of content, the flow of information until you can, you know, get the eyeballs to benefit your thing. If the actor filmed them reading their whole lines all the way through it, which would be a great no-no in the film in the Hollywood business. But if they did that and they got 100,000 views, and that's what got 100,000 views, and they follow the tagging and the hashtagging protocols, which links everybody's social media and, and um, the discoverability of the film, then that's a win, right? Like if something about your film gets 100,000 views, your film will benefit from that. And if any uh, one piece of the puzzle anywhere down the line is what pops, it, it is the thing that goes viral, whether the film goes viral or not, those, that, that thing will make it be super successful. And without, you know, paywalls and, and ads that you don't have control of and um, expecting people to have to click away and embed links and do the rest of it. Uh, to us, it's, it's like predictable viralization. You know, it's, it's just a matter of time until, until um, 
the world knows where to go to find film and filmmakers know where to go to get themselves noticed. Finally, what are your hopes for the overall success of 16 Up, not just as a filmmaking platform, but also as a business venture? Well, if I could springboard just one filmmaker into the mainstream, um, then it will have been worth all of my time, effort, and money, personally. Um, uh, but the biggest goal uh, uh, of all after filmmakers can prove that they that they can create content and deliver it would be for me to be able to provide production budgets to people so that they can make their films until Hollywood takes notice. Um, like, I, I don't think it's a hard stretch to expect companies uh, to put product and promotion and $1,000 each into a vertical film if the filmmakers are winning some awards, getting some credibility and are reliable in being able to you know create it. And if I can give filmmakers twenty thousand dollars and go hey you know go shoot your go shoot your next film and it comes with built-in promotion and um you know go do that for for your resume and for everybody involved you know if you know i could get twenty thousand dollars for them to do that 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 would be pretty cool i mean three to five minutes like that that's a day of filming right like that's a fun day of filming with your friends and and if you could go out and and do that then that's that would be pretty dang cool Indeed. Ivan, thank you so much for coming on the Viewfinder podcast to talk about 16 Up. I wish you all the best of success with it. And I definitely look forward to seeing what, what content you've got planned for it and all the great work with the filmmakers on it. Awesome, Chris. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the time. I, I have to say that, um, you know, you, you are one of the brands, and I forgot to mention that, uh, just by you doing this interview, uh, you, Chris Hadley and Snobby Robot are one of the brands that are involved in partnering with us to help make this come true because what it comes down to for filmmakers is we need credibility, we need visibility, and we need help with discoverability. And that you you um, you offer an immense support in that, and I, and I thank you for it on behalf of all filmmakers and, and myself and Film um, 16 Up. It means a lot, Ivan. Thank you so much, and I know that Eric Ertz, my editor for Snobby Robot, will definitely appreciate hearing that. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, everybody get out there. Together we're indie strong. Could you repeat the links to the 16 Up one more time, please? Yes, I certainly will. Uh, you can find Facebook, uh, 16 Up on Facebook at, uh, you can find 16 Up on Facebook at 16up.tv, on Instagram at at 16 underscore up, or at our website at www.16up.tv. Great. I mean, thank you so much. I'm Chris Hadley. This has been the Viewfinder Podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay put. Indeed.